Live with Get Connected. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo, here with my good friend, John Beeler. Our show is the number one tech radio show in Canada. And we cover all things tech, from smart homes to the tech news, computers, laptops, mobile, you name it. We'll talk about it and, and try to keep it simple and demystify uh, a lot of the, uh, the techie stuff out there. Today we have a great program. We will uh, be chatting about online scams to watch out for. John, it, they're just increasing exponentially. And not just on like email, but like on mobile phones. Like every day I'm getting phone calls and text messages that are trying to get me. Or separate you from your money. Yes. Remember we were doing the radio show uh, a couple weeks ago and I got a caller saying that my Amazon account had been hacked? Yeah. <laughs> we should actually play that audio at some point. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you strung them along for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, they got really angry with me. Yeah. Because they figured out that I was playing them. Playing them. Anyway, we're going to talk about some of these scams and just generally what to watch out for because they're getting trickier and trickier. We're also going to be talking about the uh, the the war in Ukraine and just how many of the tech companies have responded to uh, Ukraine's plight. There's a lot of interesting stories there. Very much so. Let's get into some of the tech news, John. Uh, something that uh, caught my eye here. More and more people are getting EVs. Unfortunately, they seem to be getting more expensive uh, as well. Uh, you have a Kia. I do. Yeah, so there's a story here. Kia will let you summon an actual human to charge your your car. <laughs> like, what the hell? Well, it's, it's kind of ironic because they're offering this service in a few American cities, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and San Jose. And San Jose has probably got the most chargers per capita of maybe even North America because they were one of the first places I ever saw an EV charger. Yeah, years ago. Years ago, like 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago. Wow. It was at Fry's, of course. Yes, ahead of their time. An electronic superstore that no longer is with us. But yeah, so basically what happens with this service is if your Kia is out of power, you use an app and you can actually basically book a technician. They'll drive out to you with a battery I don't know what this looks like. Is it a giant battery in a trailer? Is it like a little laptop battery? Like, I don't know what what is going to be coming to you. But it's interesting because like when I bought my car, it came with five years roadside assistance. And they told me if your battery dies, just call the number and they'll tow your car to, to a charger. Okay. Which, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people are concerned about that. Yeah. yeah. The range anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah. Like running out of battery. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously uh, they're trying to alleviate people's fears here. Yeah, well, it's a it's a trial, and it's a, basically going to be a service that you're going to eventually have to pay for, but they're, they're giving this, uh, it's called Currently, it's this app that you can book a technician with. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like about 25 bucks a month for two charge deliveries. I think people are just going to do that instead of actually plugging in because it's just easier and people are lazy. Uh, another important story here for Canada uh, that uh, we're uh, trying to keep on top of, Canada will soon require digital platforms to pay for news outlets and broadcasters' revenue. So a lot of these companies, Googles and Facebooks, I'll call them out, uh, they're using a lot of news from newspapers and, and broadcasters and not paying for them. Yeah, because they're just aggregating all this stuff. Yes, 
which makes it easier for the consumer because they can go to one place to find a lot of the stuff. But it also kind of like, well, you're just skipping all the hard work and advertising that is on the native platforms that those articles appear on. Well, the Minister of Canadian Heritage, uh, Pablo uh, Rodriguez, is basically saying uh, he is going to present legislation in early 2022 that will compel force the big guys to start paying for the news stories. Maybe they'll pay us. <laughs> One million dollars. But, you know, it, I think it's important, John, because there's a lot of publications over the years that had to shut down because they weren't able to drive the revenue. You know, you know what I mean? Like print kind of slowed down quite a bit. There's not as many newspapers as there used to be. And, you know, they tried to go online, but when you're competing with Google and Facebook, that's basically aggregating everyone's content for free. I'm on the fence about this because I think some of these places uh, were destined to die because they they were sort of stuck in the past and they weren't quick enough to pivot or they, they blew off a lot of online resources yeah. early on. I remember when I started as a blogger, a lot of the mainstream media, and I hate using that term, yeah. um, they didn't they didn't believe bloggers were legitimate sources of information. Well, I can kind of see their point, right? Because, you know, to be a journalist, you have to adhere to Absolutely. certain rules. Yeah. I, and bloggers in the past, I don't think, did. Well, it depends on what they're blogging about. If yeah. they're sharing an experience or writing from their own heart, that's no different than an editorial column. But the fact that they were they were just so quick to write them off. And then towards the end, a lot of these big companies were pivoting to welcome bloggers and online influencers, if you will, to create content for their platform. Ask me how I know, because I was invited to do that Yeah, with some big guys. Really? Not, I'm not going to name their names because they're still around. But did they, did they want to give you money? No. Oh. They wanted to use my content for free. And so what was your value there? Uh, exposure. exposure. <laughs> it's always the exposure. Hey, we'll make you big, kid. Yeah. No, it did nothing for me. But did you do it? I did a little bit just yeah. because I was just repurposing stuff there and I was able to have like like a byline at a major n newspaper. Yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> You're not going to say the name? What? You're afraid they're going to be sitting outside your house? <laughs> no. Throw newspapers at your, <laughs> at your windows? No. Okay. I'll get it out of you later. Amazon opening its first Whole Foods, because Amazon bought Whole Foods, the grocery store, and they're opening their first Whole Foods that's, going to be equipped with cashier, cashierless technology. In Washington, D.C., uh, it'll be joined by a second one in Los Angeles, uh, California, and it'll allow customers to shop and leave the store with all their items without having to interact with any kind of human. It's really interesting because you and I have talked about this quite a lot because they have these these Amazon Go stores in, in various cities around uh, the states, and they're kind of like a 7-Eleven. It's, it's all kind of like a certain type of packaged product, whereas a Whole Foods is a whole other ballgame. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that is trickier because, you know, the, the smaller Amazon Go stores, I can see that. They've just got like... It's, it's much easier. Much easier. Well, it's not easy, but it's easier than a whole 24,000 square foot grocery store. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's just lots of little nooks and crannies that people could try to figure yeah, out. What the about system. like vegetables and all that stuff? Yeah. And like, how do you know how much that uh, banana weighs? Like, 
but how I, many how many cameras would they have to have in that store? Oh my god, it would be insane, right? Yeah, I, I I would just be fascinated to know how that whole system actually works. They're not really forthcoming on those details. No, because that would also give give people an idea of how to circumvent those things. I, I like the the way that what they've called the tech. It's called just walk out. <laughs> Just run. <laughs> Start the car as the old IKEA commercial used to be. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm excited to actually try this out if I get you know get a chance if I'm in LA or Washington DC. I don't hang out in Washington DC too much. No, me or, neither. Or LA for that matter. So maybe it's going to be a while <laughs> before be. before I check this out. Uh, Tesla finally launching full self driving beta in Canada, and I kind of laugh about this, John. I have a Tesla. I love it. A Model Three. It's it's great. Like I just love saving on gas. It drives really well. I love the big screen kind of. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I like, it's got basic auto steer. And so that's kind of, it keeps you in the lanes. Yeah. It's got like, it's like an adaptive cruise control as well. So it'll make sure that it keeps its distance from other cars, but it's not full self-driving. If you wanted that, you had to pay an extra $10,000 when you buy the car or you can buy it now. Yeah. But I always like, why am I buying that when it's not even working yet? Like, why am I spending 10 grand? And you know what? It's not transferable. Like, if you sell the car. Yeah. And regulatory reasons prevent it from being fully utilized as well, I would imagine. So they've launched the beta version of the full self-driving service down in the U.S. Uh, So this will actually, you know, drive the car. Stop at stop signs and stop lights. Change lanes, which I think pretty pretty cool. Uh, But it hasn't come up to Canada yet but it's now launching their beta version. And again, they're saying beta, so it's not like fully baked yet. Yeah, but what does that mean? Like, and you know, if you bought this when you bought your car, yeah, that was like two years ago? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. I, would, I mean, there's a few extra little features, but it's not full self-driving. Right. So I would have sunk $10,000 into my car for a feature that doesn't work yet. You can't even use. So they are offering in the US, you can go subscription on it. And... I'm just saying, like, if you want that feature, that's the way to go. Because, again, from my understanding, you can't transfer the, the, the $10,000 version if right. you buy it. Right. Which, like, and what, a, what a crappy investment. And they still haven't announced how much it's going to be for the subscription service. Uh, in the U.S., it's $199. A month? Yeah. Wow. 200 bucks a month. And is it pay-as-you-go? Like, you can turn it on? You turn, turn it, it on and off when you want. Hmm. Would you do that? For two fifty Canadian? No, I don't. No, I, I don't think so. I, I love the idea, John, and I I want it so badly. Yeah, but well, for two hundred fifty dollars or ten thousand dollars to buy it outright, it, to me, it's not a great investment because again, it's not fully working yet. Well, and I want it, but I want everyone else on the road to have it too, so that the yeah, computers it, are driving the, instead of some yeah. sleepy guy like you, John. We're we're twenty years away. Yeah, from that. Yeah, and I think we're even ten years away from like a meaningful full self-driving car unless it's on a closed course yeah yeah okay we're gonna have to take a break there's so much going on here on get connected today uh, later on uh, we will uh, be chatting uh, about ukraine and how tech companies and big tech are responding to the uh, the war happening uh, over there but coming up after the break here we're going to talk about online scams and mobile scams that are trying to get your private information and worse well, maybe it's not worth your money as well. Kind of the same yep. at the end of the day. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this.
You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Still lots to talk about on today's program, uh, including how big tech has responded to the ongoing tragedy in Ukraine, the war happening there. Russia has uh, invaded that country. And uh, it's a tragedy, really. There's uh, thousands of lives lost uh, already. And the international community has stood up against Russia. And it looks like big tech is as well which is heartwarming, literally, you know, willing to risk hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, billions of dollars. But we're going to talk online scams now, John. And when we talk online scams, it's everything from email to phone calls to mobile tech scams as well. It just seems to be coming at us from every possible angle now. And I feel it's getting worse, John. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're getting, you know, more clever. And I, the the big ones for me are the the phone ones. Like I'm getting text messages every day. Yeah, and now a lot of these are bot based. So there's not not even another person on the other side initiating these. Someone's running a computer system somewhere in the world that's just harvesting phone numbers off the internet or text message uh, locations or your email, and they're just sending out a million messages to all of these possible places trying to figure out a way to get you to log into something or to give up some personal information so they could take all that information that they already have pair it with what they're getting from you and build a profile and they can actually go in and do all kinds of nefarious things well you know in the uh, the opening of the show i was talking about uh, the call i got from amazon saying my account had been hacked and they're willing to help me re calibrate the security on it <laughs> and i'm like okay i'm in yeah and so i had a bit of time and uh, i think we actually recorded a, a chunk of it i'll have to play that on a future show but essentially i thought you know i'm gonna waste your time yeah because if you're wasting their time they're not scamming somebody else yeah so i think i went on for like 15 minutes yeah it was pretty good uh, but you know basically the idea was that my amazon account had been hacked i'm like I'm like, oh my God, really? Well, they said that an iPhone had been purchased with your account. Yes. Right, which A, you would know a number of different ways that that had happened because you'd get a, an email receipt Yes. from Amazon. Yes. And you would probably get a nice little notification from your credit card company that a big transaction had occurred. Yeah. So anyway, I just went through the uh, the process with them. I'm like, oh my God. And she just goes, uh, yeah, we're we're going to help you. Don't worry. We'll take care of this. But uh, you're on an iPhone. Uh, we need you to download an app. I'm like, can I do this on my computer? And she's like, no, has to be on your phone. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so they make uh, you download, uh, I forget the name of the app, but it's basically uh, an app that you can take over it's and like remotely a, access your phone. I think it's called TeamViewer. TeamViewer, yeah. They had a special version of it that yes. they wanted you to use to basically install it on your onto your uh, onto your phone yep. or your computer, and then it would take basically it would give them the the credentials to control your device. Yeah, and get into all your personal information. Yeah. So anyway, I went through this and I just played like I was completely dumb. Yeah. And so. I pretend I'm not going to load it. So I pretended that I loaded it. And she's like, what do you see? And so we had brought up some screenshots of TeamViewer. So I was just trying to go through the motions, but I guess she's starting to tell that I, I couldn't see it. Yeah, you weren't in the right place yeah. if you had actually done it. So <laughs> I could tell I was kind of near the end. And like I'm like, yeah, I see some 
birds, like angry birds. <laughs> and she's like, gets mad. Are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, we are. Do you think I'm stupid? And we're like, yeah, we do. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was one. But John, I'm getting phone calls all the time. Yeah. And it's the same type of thing. They want to basically get you to load a piece of software that will essentially allow them to take over your computer or your phone. Well, and then the the scary thing is, is these apps can work in the background without you even knowing they're running. So you might do this, do it once for this seemingly legitimate reason, yeah, which isn't even legitimate at all because they they wouldn't like you. One of the things you offer to do, well, I'll just go in and change my password. And it's like, oh no, that's not going to be good enough. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, it would because that'll block out. Yeah, no one would have access to it anymore. Yeah, but they're like, no, no. No, we need to synchronize your account with our security system and take control of it. Yeah, so number one, Facebook, Apple, Google, Microsoft, they're not going to call you. They will never call you. Your bank is not going to call you to basically go through your account with them. No. Not in a million years. I'm also getting a lot of texts, John, like look at this one here. Uh, I've got one some from a random number. You have a pending refund of $80.67 from Amazon. Reply why to claim the refund. Yeah. Data rates may apply. And it's from some random number. Yeah. But I'm, I'm getting those all the time or that I've won. Yeah. A cruise. If you don't remember entering a contest, you haven't won it. No. <laughs> Essentially. No, and the thing is, if you legitimately had won the contest, there's a whole other set of things that would happen. You wouldn't just get a random text message saying you've won. We're going to have to take a break. We're going to continue. We're going to go through uh, Snopes' list of the most popular online scams happening on the internet right now when we come back from the break. So stay tuned. These are super important. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Later on, we still have a lot more tech to talk, including how big tech is responding to the ongoing conflict, the war in Ukraine, and some of the things they're doing to help out. Right now, we're talking about online scams. And, you know, you've probably noticed they're just becoming more and more. They're getting more clever. They're trying to get your personal information so that they can get money at the end of the day. Your money. Yeah. So Snopes.com, the, it's a website that I recommend that everyone use before you share anything on the internet. Just see if it's real or not. Snopes.com is the place to, to research that. They're kind of like a uh, you know fact or fiction uh, database of all these types of things that you might see online. And they've just come out with a big list of 24 different online scams that people are experiencing. A lot of these are little American-specific which should be your first clue if you're in Canada. You know, you're not going to have a Citibank or a T-Mobile account that's been hacked most likely. Yeah. Unless you do a lot of travel in the U.S. Um, so, but we're going to sort of highlight some of our favorites from this. And, and you know, I, I actually just had a, an issue yesterday where someone uh, sent an email to my girlfriend saying that her Apple ID had been hacked. Yeah. And it had been locked due to too many attempts to do that with a link to go in and fix the password. And those are the kinds of things. These are basically... That's the biggest one, really. It's the most common. So replace Apple with anything else. Twitter, Instagram, anything. Your bank, doesn't matter what it is. Basically, they want you to click their special link and add your credentials to their system. And then they're going to go separately and go to your bank or your Twitter or your Apple ID, log in with those credentials and either buy stuff 
uh, sign you up for a bunch of things that you didn't want. Who knows what they're going to do with that information? But the thing is, they will then have a gateway to your online life, and they can then start creating other things that are make, it's going to make your life miserable. And it's it's basically just one more step away from uh, identity theft because they're going to have, be able to do things like go to your bank. They might not have your bank password, but they can request a new password via the forgot my password. Yeah, they've got your Apple ID. They can lock into your Apple email. Yes, or some other account. Whatever they have, whatever they can get from you, they'll use that to go into other things. Yes. So. And then it's all downhill. The one, the easiest way to dis, to to discern these if they're fake or not is ninety nine percent of the time they will be fake. If you get a an email like that, just go to the actual website and yeah. log in normally. Go to Facebook. Go to Apple. Don't click the links in the emails. Never. 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 Ever. No. Because those are always going to be some kind of tracking links. Um, as well as taking you to uh, something that looks legitimate, but probably isn't legitimate. Because it's very easy for them to make a link look like it's from Apple or Google or whomever. Um, once you actually get to that site, though, chances are it's probably not going to be apple.com or no. google.com. It'll look like it. Yeah. Like remarkably so, but just never, ever click on those links. Never. If your accounts, uh, any type of email or text saying your account's been compromised, click here to set up a new password or whatever. Don't do it. If you're concerned, like you said, John, just go to the website directly. Yeah. Now, another one that we see a lot of is these ones where people get an email saying that uh, they've been discovered. Someone has found a way into your computer system and has recorded all of your activities, has very compromising video of you watching pornography. Yes. And you need to pay them in Bitcoin. Yeah. And they basically say, if you don't pay this within 48 hours, I'm going to release it to all of your contact lists because I have access to all that. Yeah. And no matter what you do, you can't escape me is what the gist of the emails are. Yes. I've gotten those. Oh, I get them 10 times a day. Yeah. So don't, don't click on anything. Don't respond in any way. They don't have it. They don't have that footage. Yeah. So another one we see a lot of, and again, it's a variation on the retailer, is that there's some kind of gift card that you're entitled to. Yeah. <laughs> or that Bill Gates is giving away money. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, Ellen, come. or somebody is giving yeah. away money if you share this on social media. Or you click on this link. Or you click on the link. And that's really what they want you to do. They want you to share the email or share the information because yeah. it has a bad link built into it. Totally. And that can install malware. That can compromise your accounts because they can actually then use that information to go look through your cookies and your browser history. I see a lot from, well, theoretically from Costco or Lowe's or McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, I'm even seeing WestJet ones now as yeah. well. Yeah. So don't click on those links. They're not giving you a $100 Costco gift card, okay? No, and don't share that information on Facebook that it's a contest that you're entering. We have a contest that's legitimate. We have a website that has all the information, but you're always in control of it. We're not asking you to click a link in our emails to trigger all these things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. That, that's the bottom line, John. Like You're not going to get $500 in cash. You're not going to get a $50 Starbucks gift card. So don't click on any of those, uh, those links that uh, are out there. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, weight loss scams uh, as well uh, that 
try to get you in and get your personal information. You have to be careful of those. Yep. Uh, there's one kind of around uh, Shark Tank, that popular TV show. Yep. Uh, so if you see that in your email, it's a scam. Any of those weight loss ones are scams, essentially. Yeah. Well, and not unlike the, the the Amazon refund one you got, there's also another one going around saying that Amazon's giving away free AirPods in a raffle. You just have to reply with a yes to the text message. Because <laughs> think about what you've done. If you do reply yes to some random phone number with some weird scam, they're going to know that there's actually a person at the other end of that number. And it's not just a dead phone number, right? So the best thing you can do is not acknowledge these things. Uh, and ideally you're going to be using an email client that actually has a really good spam filter that will filter a lot of this stuff away. If you use Gmail, for example, they have a fantastic spam filter. You do need to sort of go in there once in a while and make sure that, you know, your friends and family emails don't end up there because sometimes that can happen, but just make that part of your checking your email routine to make sure that there's not some legitimate emails in your spam, because you can actually just click on it and say not spam if it is legitimately from someone that you know and trust. We've been covering a lot of the online scams that, that are out there, but I guess just to summarize it, John, you know, these text messages, these phone calls, these emails, most of them are scams. 99% of them yeah. are. Yeah. So don't. Yeah. You know, another one, um, Norton, you know, the security software, they're sending out fake invoices. If you got this here, click here. Well, and that's a common one that actually I've seen in, in via email or sorry, via snail mail, like actual mail that you get in the, in your inner post office is for a domain registration for your business that has expired. Because what a lot of these companies will do is they'll go online and they'll see that, oh, well, John owns a domain name uh, for Get Connected Media, for example. I don't, but, um, and they'll, they'll send me an invoice to renew my, um, my domain name. And then, you know, if you're at work, you'll just sort of give that to the accounts payable department and think nothing of it. But it's not legitimate. No. Because it's not even with a, a domain provider that we even use. One last one, uh, a LinkedIn Scam. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I get these emails a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, your profile is being viewed by many people. Yeah. And you know what? LinkedIn actually does send that out legitimately, but there's a number of fake emails out now, especially a lot with uh, Russian yes. addresses uh, on them. So you have to be careful. Uh, I wouldn't click on those. No. If you want to see that, log into LinkedIn through your LinkedIn app or on through the web. Yeah, always just go to the source and especially if it's any kind of uh, banking or PayPal even, yeah. don't click on a link that says it's taking you to PayPal. No. Just go to your browser window and get a new tab and just type in paypal.com. We're going to have to take a break here on Get Connected. When we come back, we're going to be uh, having a look at what big tech is doing to help the Ukraine, or not the Ukraine, Ukraine, uh, in their strategy with, uh, with Russia right now. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're going to talk about tech, big tech, and the, the war in Ukraine right now. Uh, huge tragedy unfolding there right now. Uh, many casualties and deaths. And we've seen the international community stand up and impose all kinds of sanctions. Uh, what, what is big tech doing? Well, they're doing a bunch of different things. Uh, first, or not first, but one of the things that happens during a war situation like this is all your commu- communication networks go down. They they take out um, all the towers, the antennas, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like how they do this thing. 
And so Elon Musk's Starlink terminals have uh, been sent to the Ukraine so they can actually have portable internet access. This is by satellite. By satellite. So it's not relying on anything else in the ground. And it's a fairly portable system. Hard for the Russians to detect, right? Like they can detect big satellite towers and yeah. communication towers, but like a little satellite dish, no. Yeah. And I don't know how it's being distributed. It's being, but they've, it's already there. And people are using it already. So presumably the government's using it if they don't already have their own systems. Um, but there's a huge amount of volunteers that are converging there that will need access to communications. Um, Google Maps or Google has disabled the map traffic data so that uh, people can't see where th- congregations of people are. Yeah, which is interesting. Although it's interesting because one of the things we learned in, in when we were in Europe uh, last year was that a lot of these countries don't necessarily use Google Maps by default because Google was fairly late to the party over there. And so there's lots of little homegrown solutions that these places are using yeah. uh, on a country by country basis. But nonetheless, I believe Apple's done the same thing with yeah. Apple Maps. Yeah, so that they so that the Russians can't see where there's a lot of people or there's traffic backlogs, that type of thing. Um, YouTube's turning off monetization for any videos and uh, media outlets that are using their services. And even Apple has shut off things like Google Pay to a lot of the people in, in Russia. Well, they're shutting down sales. Yeah. Like of Apple products and... Products, but also disabling Apple Pay. Yeah. So it's interesting how they're basically just trying to um, starve Russia of all these modern conveniences yeah. that make... Because what do they have? Well, I, I guess they're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. So we got all these big tech companies. You know, Twitter is putting warnings on any uh, Russian state uh, information yeah. uh, just to kind of reduce the amount of propaganda. I mean, this is their opportunity, all these guys, Facebook, Google, to kind of redeem themselves, I feel, <laughs> in the face of tyranny you, you would hope i mean we've we've heard a lot of stories about facebook and and uh other sites like youtube removing a lot of this content that you know it would have been good if they removed some of this misinformation content when the pandemic started the most recent few american and, and even canadian elections um a lot of that stuff is very damaging and harmful and we're seeing it in real time now as this war in the ukraine plays out U.S., uh, obviously, all sorts of sanctions against Russia. You know, one of them, you know, semiconductor chips. Uh, but the challenge, though, John, like, sure, the U.S. is kind of dominant there, but China is pretty big, too. And China, from what I've read so far, not stopping trade. They're not introducing sanctions. And uh, Russia would be able to get a lot of their tech supplies, I, I, I would think, from China. Yeah, but I'm also not worried about them building phones tomorrow, either. It's, this is a much more imminent, immediate issue right now yeah so turning off things like communication systems removing some of the key uh online services payment information uh, transactional type stuff that russians would need to use to to execute the war yeah um that's going to have the biggest impact the soonest it's interesting too like a lot of the content companies like the disney's and sony's of the world you know with their movies you know the marvel movies and star wars and what have you they're cutting off any releases into russia right so no spider-man for you 
Russia. Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things where the, you know, the, the general public in Russia are going to be, they're the ones that are going to suffer directly affected by all this. Yeah. Not, not the, the soldiers that are fighting the war or the government themselves. But it's interesting, you know, you read about just the whole misinformation campaign from the Russian side, like all the state operated and owned media outlets there are, they're playing it out a completely different way. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you combat that? Do you know what I mean? Like if the Russian people are only seeing like a completely sanitized, incorrect version. Yeah. Well, this is, this is exactly everything that the trucker convoy and, and the anti-vax and the anti-mask people have been saying that the mainstream media has been doing. Yeah. Is, what do you think an authoritarian government's going to do? It's like the main, worse. yeah, the mainstream media. Sure. Are, are there issues? Yes. But at the end of the day, they are the, they're the last stop before dictatorship because they're going to report on that. And so when you start attacking the mainstream media, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. And we saw that with Trump's administration. Yeah. Because they were actively trying to um, remove journalists from like the White House and that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. We are going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Fitbits. A bunch of their uh, fitness bands have been recalled because they catch on fire. Not good. You're listening to Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Fitbit, one of the more popular wearables out in the uh, the market right now. Health Canada has recalled 70,000 Fitbit Ionic wearables over burning hazards. This is a big deal. It's a very big deal. Uh, as of February 5th, it hasn't received any reports regarding burning-related incidents in Canada, but there's been over 115 different reports in of injuries in the United States. That's kind of scary. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. So apparently, um, what happens to happen, if you have one of these devices, you can just call Fitbit at 1-888-925-1764 or online at fitbit.com and click on product help and you can get a full refund no questions asked for your device so again this applies to the fitbit ionic just the ionic just the ionic uh, apparently recalled by health canada because of a burning hazard so there's been a bunch of reports down in the u.s none in canada so far which is good yeah and just for context there's a hundred or 1.7 million of these were sold in the u.s okay so and it's not it's not a huge problem not a huge problem, but, but still, you don't want to you, burn your arm. You don't know when you're going to be the next statistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Don't forget to listen to our uh, sister show as well. It's called The App Show. It's on every Sunday across Canada. Uh, and if you're in Toronto, that would be Saturday nights. On uh, this week's App Show, we're going to be talking about the Mobile World Congress. This is the big mobile show happening in Barcelona, Spain every year. Unfortunately, we couldn't be there physically but uh, we've got all the latest uh, tech news from that a lot of interesting new smartphones uh, coming out and if you're an apple user we're going to be talking about iphone features you probably didn't know existed so these are kind of little secret little features that i think you might get a kick out of i want to thank john and the rest of the crew that helped put the program together including robin nigel we'll see you again next time